I'm 60 fucking years old. I'm glad to be alive. All my buddies are dead, but hey, I'm alive, so it's good to be alive. You got Miami a wife, man? Is, Yes, I do have a wife. We got divorced because, you know, after uh, 9-11. What did 9-11 have to do with the divorce? Uh, nothing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they're pulling, you know, another scammer. Come on, don't you feel it? We can live forever, dude. We have CRISPR. We've done uh, done the uh, the DNA, uh, and, and and there's people in Berkeley and all sorts of expanding life. But, you know, oh, I don't want to talk about that. But I don't live. Hey, let's just be have a good time. Fuck yeah. The thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are only those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Mike Gutenberg. I'm Alex Worley, and these are our Soberless Thoughts. Hello and welcome, Tanzania. Tonight, in the studio with us, we have the baddest bitch this side of the planet. If you look at him sideways, he'll put nine bullets in your motherfucking chest. The patriarch of the Saint Michael Church Cathedral. And the host of Celestial Mystery Hours Part Dude. That's right, I'm talking about the Rhyme Man himself. Saint Michael! I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going to be able to ever live up to that, but I'm going to try on this episode, and I'm really glad to be here. We're glad that you're here. Yeah. And tonight, I don't want nine bullets in my chest. Nine. You don't have to worry about it. You don't look at me sideways. <laughs> <laughs> tonight we're uh, drinking nitro, milk stout nitro. It's America's stout. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're drinking Left Handed Brewing Company milk chocolate, or milk chocolate, sorry, milk stout nitro, American stout. Uh, have we had a milk stout on here before? I think we have because I think we talked about how it would be weird to have milk in our beer. Yeah, that's that was my question. What is a milk stout? That's my question. So, all right. So for all the beer nerds out there, so a milk stout means that during the brewing process they actually put lactose, which lactose is a part of milk, and that's what they'll put into like the boil when they actually boil the beer before they actually ferment it, and that gives it that little bit of heftiness in the body. A little bit of creaminess, extra foam, that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it's just basically adding body. Like the most famous one, you know, is like Guinness. I don't think, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if they do put lactose in it, but it just gives a better body to it. Now, I just was thinking Guinness for some reason, but yeah. And this being a nitro means they put nitro instead of CO2 in it. And it's supposed to be a little bit more bubbly. So the super smooth with soft roastiness and mocha notes are real quick experience America's stout uh, milk stout nitro is a full sensory experience uh, gaze at the mesmerizing cascade of all those tiny nitro bubbles breathe in the aromas of roasted coffee milk chocolate brown sugar and vanilla cream savor the super smooth nitro sensation and smile as the perfectly pillowy head coats your upper lip and then <laughs> then portable draft beer experience in a good to go straight from the can or serve like a pro in a glass from the bottle pour hard to release the nitro magic inside pour hard huh? that's what i was going to say it's on the bottle pour hard we didn't pour it hard. Pour hard. I pour hard right down my gullet. <laughs> I was going to say, pour I'm drinking hard. hard. 
pour hard. Well, we've got we've got eight bottles here tonight, and uh, Mike and I are going to drink, drink them off. Yeah, yeah. I'm already too deep. I'm working on one. <laughs> All right. Well, let's taste these and find out what they <laughs> taste like.
What do you think, Alex? What do you think of the taste of this? Uh, it's definitely roasty, man. Uh, it is roasty. I like it. It keeps me warm at night. Yeah. I do kind of wish I... Like, I almost want to shake it a little bit to get some of the nitro out. Mm. Can uh, we do that? Like a... I, mean, you're I was afraid it. that I was going to blow up. Uh, but it's good. It's uh, definitely thick on the body. Uh, mm. Which, hey, you know, some of us like thick bodies. Oh, I uh, like the thick body. Thick. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, but I got to be honest, as I'm just sitting here talking to you, I've about chugged this thing. So it's pr- pretty tasty. Uh, uh, yeah, man. This is fantastic i like it yeah i uh i'm just a fan of lactose in general i mean i'll drink it straight from the teat from the teat from the straight Uh, from the teat if my wife would let me have you (laughs) have you have you drank straight from the teat i was about to ask you the same thing like have you tasted the milk of uh of, of well obviously when i was a kid but like as an adult as an adult have you tasted breast milk is that what you're asking yeah yes yeah and, i have uh, too it is sweet and delicious it's almost like almond milk it um, is you're right <laughs> <laughs> I, I th- it's I, so weird i can't lie i think i snuck like an entire cup when Waylon was a baby of like saved breast milk i was like god this oh, is yeah. so good I know it. You can't find it anywhere. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing to put into your smoothies. Uh, yeah. To make your mudslides with. Yeah. Amazing. Have you ever had in a mudslide with breast milk? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> what about uh, you, uh, Michael? Have you ever had breast milk? No, I'm barren, so I've never... Oh, okay. Uh, Well, it could have been anybody's breast milk. (laughs) Yeah. We left that door open for you. It could have been anybody's. (laughs) Next, well, I don't know. Next next kid you have, you just save a little little for him. It doesn't even have to be that. Dude, it would just be, I'll find a a baby mama out there somewhere who's walked around with a small infant child and I'll just go up to her and be like, hey, are you breastfeeding? And she'll be either say yes or no. And if she says yes, then I'll ask her for a cup of her breast milk. Okay. I'll try. And we'll save it for you. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things you got to try at least once, yeah. you know? Would you want to know the person's name at least? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. What if I like it? I want to go back for seconds. If I <laughs> get her number, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ah, oh, it sounds amazing. And that's how you got a stepdad, honey. Uh, and, <laughs> and and we're off. Yeah, right. I'll call up Eddie Cupid. We'll get it all situated right. Dude, I oh, was Eddie listening. Cupid's probably. Go ahead. I was going to say Eddie Cupid's got it unlocked. He's already got his yeah. supply handled. He he doesn't need us to get him any. <laughs> Uh, it's like them shows you watch where the vampires have the blood bags in the freezer. Eddie's got the bags of milk in the deep freeze. I got this shit ready. So I was listening to your Eddie Cupid episode. It was the one for Valentine's Day, right? Wasn't he on that one? Yeah. All right. 
there was a caller that called in, and that really bothered me, and I thought, you know what, the next time I'm on the show, I have to address it. So, Mark, if you're listening, all right, here was the story, all right? So he was, uh, he was on some kind of table or something like that. This is the craziest experience listening to my head. <laughs> all right, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, he was on some table with uh, some lady, and they were like in some kind of art project or something, and they had to sit there and hold each other. So, Mark, if you're listening, he had questions about whether he should have went, tried to seal the deal. Or like, you know, what he should have did. And you guys were like, you know, you, you played it easy on it. But Mark, I got news for you, buddy. You're gay. All right. Mark is gay. Mark is gay. He didn't say he was hard. You know, he didn't say like, you know, he was having trouble staying not aroused. You know, he just acted like it was nothing. He said he looked at that woman's eyes for an hour. Mark, you're gay. And all right, that's all. I had to get that ran out. He said he fell in love. But he didn't do anything. Sorry. Maybe All he's right. just, maybe he's just, who is just out of, you know, uh, he's speechless. He was speechless. I think that he was wanting you, like, there's nothing wrong being gay, Mark, dude. You can come out, bro. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like he was wanting you guys to be like, oh, that's normal. You know? Yeah. And you, you didn't play that game. You did play that game. We did play that. We played yeah, right into his were hand. Easy. Yeah, you played right into his hand. He just wanted that affirmation. Mark wanted to be affirmed by two strapping young men. You know what I mean? And that's he got yeah. what he wanted. But Mark, you're gay, bro. All right. God bless. Yeah, we should have nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We should have yeah, depeating. <laughs> I was gonna say it definitely wouldn't have been more offered at all with him and the lady if he just looked her in the eyes and like halfway through it go, Hey, just just to warn you, I just came. <laughs> Nah, he's a great man. He's not yeah. gay. Yeah. That was a really fun... I want to say, I want to give props to you guys. That was a great episode. I was rolling. That was a really good episode. Oh, yeah. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how everything is in your head, Alex. How everything's left-hand magic. Left-hand magic? <laughs> Michael, do you know what left-hand magic is? Yeah, dude. Freaking Aleister Crowley, man. I know exactly what that is. It's, it's the opposite of, uh, what's it, what was his angelic magic? The dark path. You don't want to do that magic. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yes, Philema. Crowley. <laughs> that's actually, that's not actually, I just said left-hand because this is left-hand brewing company, which is, which means they're probably doing some kind of, some kind of spells on this beer before they brew it. Or as they oh, brew it, I, I thought they were just really into marijuana. I think so. Smoking, smoking them lefty cigarettes. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It's a little shady to me. Yeah. But but tonight we're talking about uh, menta- mentality, and uh, what really got me started on this subject was when my son was like really upset about something. And I was trying to explain to him that I was like, hey, man, you can control your emotions with your thoughts. And yeah. he's, he, he did not seem to agree with that. <laughs> but he's still a young buck, so he hasn't got there yet. Yeah, he'll learn. He hasn't achieved complete psychosis yet. But when he does, when he does yeah. become a psychopath, then he'll be able to control everything with his mind. 
Uh, I remember when I became a sociopath. <laughs> I almost said a sociopath. A psychopath. Uh, <laughs> but Actually, honestly, dude, I think, I think you really can control your emotions with your mind. What do you think about this, Alex? Do you think you... They, because I'm going I'm to go into this hard. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I, I wholeheartedly think you can, and it takes training like anything else. Yeah. Uh, and I actually, it's funny. I don't know why. You brought up a weird thought in my head of a time that I did exactly that. And I was a young buck, probably younger than, but how, what grade your son in? Eighth grade. Okay. I think I was in seventh grade when I did this, but I remember me and this girl were dating, which means we were holding hands in the hallways and we said we were dating basically. Right. right. And, uh, we broke up and me and this girl did this off and on all through middle school is it, basically like one of us would be like, Nope, I don't like you anymore. I like her I'd go over there. And then she'd do the same to me. Well, one time she broke up with me and we'd actually been dating for a little bit. Right. And, uh, I always, like in one of my classes, she sat right next to me. You said so, this is seventh grade? Seventh grade. Like, what the, what the fuck do you do in seventh grade if you're dating somebody? For real. I just hold hands, man. Oh, okay. that's, the, right. that's what got my heart a fluttering. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. When she bats her eyelashes at you, you're like, <laughs> shit, yeah. that was third base. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the third base at this church camp. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I. Actually, uh, not to break into it, but yeah, actually, she was my first kiss, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. My first so, kiss is dead now, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Bring up those old wounds. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, this one's uh, not boasting. Yeah, she's still alive. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we would, you know, get a couple pecks in here and there, you know, yeah. whatever. You could get away from parentals. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we broke up. And I remember sitting in, I think it was like English class. And they had set up the classroom in this weird way where there's like desks over there, there desk over here. And we're all facing kind of each other, but looking towards the middle. And her desk was right next to mine. And I was like, she broke up with me. She's dating this other guy now. So I remember thinking in my head, just don't let her know that you give a shit. Even though I was like heartbroken and I wanted to like look at her and talk to her and yada yada. I was like, man up, shut that shit down. You don't give a shit and push it out. And right. I did everything I could to try to. And after a while, I did. It was just like, I don't care. I was like, meh, whatever. She's like, I'm with him now. Okay, sure. Don't even care. <laughs> Aim right. phase. Go to the, go to the, uh, ah, damn it. Oh, I can't think of that damn dance. That's oh, Sadie Hawkins. <laughs> Thank you. Cause I was about to call it the Sadie, uh, Sadie hook. Oh um, God. <laughs> I know. I was like, why? It's not Sadie hook. Stop. Stop thinking Sadie Hook. Ask Alex Jones Sadie about Hawkins. that one. <clears throat> He's been to that I know. dance a couple I was like, times. That's why I didn't want to say it. I'm like, I know I'm saying this wrong, but I keep <laughs> saying Sadie, and the only thing that's popping in my head is that. So. Well, you guys show had but a yeah, great run. Sadie. I like listening to it while I could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so sorry for everyone at Sadie Hook. I was not trying to think of you <laughs> it's all. It's not Sadie Hook, Sadie it's Hawkins. Sandy Hook. <laughs> oh. Sandy Hook. Where the, Sadie, where the thing Sandy. never actually happened. Yeah, oh. now, now, now we're gone. There you go, Michael. Now we're... Guys, we got room for you at Celestial Mystery Hour. <laughs> the Redux always needs a co-host. Oh, Lord. We need, just need yeah. a big clan out there. Anyway. Yeah, right. All right. Well, uh, check out our new podcast called <laughs> Drunkenly Thoughts. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Eberlis. Thanks, Eberlis. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that would have uh, been a good name for it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I was trying to explain to him, like, exactly what you're talking about. Right. Where... Huh? Oh, I need to go give the boy a hug. No, you're good. Do your thing. You get that on camera. That's precious. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> it's like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. Those don't end very well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's some horrific <laughs> shit that's going down. <laughs> but at this, hey, maybe this is the ending. We don't that's know true, what's yeah. been going hopefully, on in the background. Yeah, 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 hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, hero. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here from saving the day. Yeah. You have no idea what you've been through. <laughs> uh, so... I was telling him, like, because he was upset about some shit that some people were saying at his school. Because when you're in middle school, people can be fucking assholes, right? They're all assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, dude, what you got to do is you need to, first of all, you need to not be upset about it. And he's like, well, I, how can I just not be upset? I'm like, because you're choosing to be upset. If you just simply say to yourself... I'm not going to let this fucking bother me and just move on. Then you won't be upset about it. Start yeah, thinking about something power. else. Right. Yeah. Start focusing your mind on something different, something other than that. Quit hyping over it all, or harping over it all the time. And he's like, I, I don't know. I can't. I just can't. St-. And I was like, no, you're just, you're getting yourself all worked up over something that honestly doesn't matter. Right. And something that my dad told me when I was young was like, like five years from now, is it going to matter? Five days from now, is it going to matter? Five minutes from now, it might matter. But does it really? Right. And I'm like, eh. And I always thought about that like when I was growing up when I was getting older and other crazy shit would happen to me and I'd get upset about it for a little bit and I'm like you know what fucking five years from now I'm gonna be somewhere completely different from I am here from where I am here right and it's not gonna fucking matter so why am I gonna sit here and wreck myself over what's going on right now when I can just say fuck it and think about something else and be happy. Yeah, totally. What do you think, Michael? 
Well, so <clears throat> you're talking about though, like basically talking yourself out of you, how you feel, right? Like, so are you saying, and I guess this is my question. Is that the premise of this episode? Is it, is it truly that you can control your emotions or is it you can think about different sides of like an idea? You know what I'm saying? Because the true, the true thing, when we were talking about it, I was taking it as mind over matter. So in other words, your brain can control your body and also people would take it like the word of faith people in Christianity um, and, and it's other philosophies too. But people think that what you think, well, okay, the, uh, the secret, uh, if you've ever heard of that, yeah. <clears throat> it's mm, your yeah. thoughts can control what happens around you and what comes into your life. So in one sense, yeah, 100%, I think you can definitely control and reason with yourself and, and talk yourself into feeling different emotions or feeling differently about a subject. But I think it's another conversation completely if my thoughts control what happens to me. And I think that there's more philosophy and thought that can go into that. Um, Isn't it both connected, though? Well, you tell me. (laughs) I think it is. I see. I think all that is connected. And I was starting with this to lead to that, basically. So are you saying, like, it's a different of, like, how you react? like how you feel and how you react, how they can be similar and different kind of thing. Well, I think that's one aspect of it for sure. Like with that, yeah. like, like what you were saying, you know, like you, you basically reason, you know, you were see, seeing the other side of it. And I do think that's one way your thinking can control how you feel. Like you can show yourself, oh, okay, well, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be or, you know, like, and you can reason with yourself that way. But I think there's another school of thought, and I think it broadens into, a, you know, obviously it's been fought about for a thousand, hundreds of years. But, you know, can, can, how powerful are your thoughts um, and are your emotions and your, is your body and all of this just perceptions of chemicals that are happening in your brain? Um, or, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into all of it, but I just think, I think that there's more, there's more to the conversation than just reasoning with yourself. I think there's a greater conversation of what are your thoughts in general? I a hundred percent agree, which is, I was taking baby steps into that (laughs) with a story that I was fucking telling Michael. And I'm, I have all of what you were just saying on my list here. I'm I'm just gradually trying to step into that. But obviously, you want to just dive head first in. Yeah. I've been excited about this podcast all day, and I've had three milk stouts. <laughs> all right, I got a little excited. <laughs> yeah, Mike's over here tiptoeing in the water. Yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Michael, you said a word to me one day. You said stoicism. Oh yeah. Explain a little bit what you mean by that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it is an ancient. I don't want to say it's a religion um, because it's not. It's it's more of a way of thinking. It's a thought process. Um, there are guys named Epictetus. Um, Marcus Aurelius is probably the most famous one. Um, Seneca is one of them. And it was this thought of <clears throat> your <clears throat> essentially like one of the most famous quotes is like, you don't have to um, make this into something. You don't have to let this upset you. And it's basically this idea that the events that happen in our life are neither good nor bad. They just are. Um, and it's, it's the evil and the reason that they become bad, um, is the, 
the backstory or the, the overarching story that you're giving to it. I mean, it's way, way more than just that, but it's basically this whole thing of like your thought, like, like what we're talking about, you know, your thoughts are creating a narrative over, first of all, your life, but over each situation that you encounter every day. And if you change the narrative, then you can change how you feel about situations and therefore you can change about, you can change how situations affect you. That's kind of broad, but I I feel like that's how I think of it anyway. And that was and that was the kind of the idea that I was trying to put forth towards my son when I was having this conversation with him. And it was like, hey, look, if you simply think about something different and you and you put your mind and your focus towards that, you will naturally start feeling differently. Like your emotions will change. And I feel like that's all I feel like that's all connected, though, because if. If you're if you're mentally changing your emotions by thinking simply thinking about something else, then isn't that basically what you're talking about? Where you can you can change your reality because your emotions are reality, right? I don't know. I, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the question. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. You cut out for a second. That's my question. Um, is is <clears throat> and I'm trying my best, but. If if you look back into the like the Christian Science movement and ancient teach like uh, it's like ancient wisdom movement, there's this idea that um, are like with faith healing in this stuff, and it's that idea of mind over matter. Like, and I think there's a distinction between like yes, I can control through my perceptions wh- how I feel about something, or my thoughts have this larger control over what happens in my body. And I think there's a distinction there. Like you're changing, that's what I was trying to say. In one sense, like what you're talking about with your son and with stoicism, you're changing your mindset. But in the other, like with, fair, like, and we can name some names, like Mary Baker Eddy and some of these people in Christian science, it's this idea that your body can control how it heals. Your body can control you know how you how you can move about your day and i think a lot of eastern religions would say the same thing but i don't know that i can make both of those jumps i 100 percent agree with you mike that i think that you can control the narrative of your life i think the verdict for me is still out on whether or not my thoughts can physically control my body and also my thoughts can bring good things into my life I think it's definitely all of those things are predicated on the narrative that I tell myself, if that makes sense. Yes. Alex, what are your thoughts on <laughs> Man, I, uh, I'm just taking it all in, man. Did that uh, make sense, though? Did that make sense, what I was saying? No, 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 for real. Uh, yeah. Okay. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind.
This entire time, I've got like a couple things running through my brain at the same time. Uh, one, I was sitting there like just contemplating, like, you know, is it easier to, like, you know how like, like monks can like deal with like extreme measures of pain with no resistance? And I'm like, is that ability the same that could be countermeasured to, like, is it the same thing as an emotional like response, like? You know, because some of them, like, you know, not every monk, obviously, but there's some that, like, deprive, you know, obviously, like, they strive for, like, uniformity of emotions of, like, nothing bothers, don't get worked up, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so there's got to be something to it, but it's, like, you know, at what level, and you know what, it's, I, I just thought this at this very moment. I think it's also a thing about um, age. I think the older you get, the more shit you've seen, so the less reaction you have. But it might also be you've already dealt with those things in the past, so now you don't have the same response as you might. So, like, like your son might be dealing with something he hadn't ha ever had to deal with. So right. he's kind of like <clears throat> either learning new emotions or learning how to deal with that particular situation. And then once he, like, you know learns how to absorb it and then either you know you can deflect it you can do the comedy thing if someone like shits on you you just pu push it off on somebody else so like yeah but you've got you know you got a stupid haircut yeah but look at todd over here he's got stupid pants and you just keep that shit going or <laughs> you uh, what happens and i'm sorry dude there's like gunshots i got when i came into the subdivision today it looked like i was in mad max dude some kid was driving around on a four-wheeler with a chain chasing me down the interstate or down the street jesus there's dogs barking in the background i want to listen to my man alex talk about the universe Let's just wait okay, till the coyotes start freaking out back here <laughs> thanks for having me though <laughs> it won't be it won't be feel? long now it won't be long now and the coyotes will start howling uh, they they all live right there in the woods. I don't care about a coyote. I care about Mad Max Thunderdome up here chasing me around your subdivision. Yeah, he'll be all Coy right. Coyotes are just dogs that are crackheads. That's all <laughs> they are. They don't like people. That's true. They yeah, like <laughs> dude. I've got like miles of field behind the subdivision I live, and there are shit tons of coyotes. Uh, <laughs> they do sound creepy though. I'll give you that. <clears throat> yeah, they do do that. I will. Yeah. I was out here putting up spotlights in the middle of the night. It wasn't the middle of the night, but it was already dark out. And I'm like standing on a ladder in the mud up against a tree trying to screw a fucking spotlight into a tree. And all I hear is just these coyotes going fucking buck wild like 20 feet away from me. 
And I'm like, this is insanity. Like, why the fuck am I out here, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're probably freaking out at you. Like, you're probably close to them. Yeah. Probably, like, why is that human in that tree? Right. You'd be glad y'all don't have, like, a small dog or something. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> they wouldn't make it. They would. The yeah. Mad, Mad Max would get him real quick. <laughs> yeah. Mad Max eats those coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he had that chain. He was about to go coyote hunting. Yeah, <laughs> and then he'd act like he was going to stop. And every stop sign I went to, the dude was right back on my ass. Like, what are you doing, man? He was trying to intimidate me back here, dude. You got a rough crowd over here. Uh, did you know there was leprechauns, Alex? You probably don't know this. There was uh, in this Kentucky weird Kentucky book. This is true. You can look it up on Narrows Road, right over here. Yeah, there's been leprechaun sightings. I'm telling you, look that up. From like 1916, there's been leprechaun sightings. There's strange occurrences. You should do a special on this, guys. I'm serious. Narrows Road, right here. I'm telling you. I'm gonna look they, that up because I have that book. Yeah, look at yeah, it's in there. Look it up. <clears throat> I'll look it up for you, dude. Narrows Road is my is my subdivision. Like, well, yeah, but it's the streets over here, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like right there. Yeah, they, I know there was several things, but one of them was like leprechauns or like gnomes or something. It was something weird like that. Yeah. Oh shit! So, dude, if I like dress up in a leprechaun costume and start walking up and down Narrows Road, <laughs> think people will start freaking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kentucky's most haunted street only in your state. I'm pretty sure it's Narrows Road. Is this a coincidence, fellas? I think not. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> there so, it is, right here. Look at, can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. You can't see so you don't even do we see need it. Do we need to do a Halloween episode where we're just sitting on the side of the road? Here. Narrows Road in Erlanger, Kentucky is now a residential road, but with its very own ghost story. And I'll leave it at that. Nice. All right. Dude, uh, Halloween. We'll get the card table out. We'll set it up on Narrows Road. Yeah. We don't got to ask any permission. We just no. pull over. We That's just right. get out and start doing the shit. That's right. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Right. Uh, the, uh, no, I was going to say, uh, what if the coyotes aren't coyotes, but they're leprechauns and gnomes faking to be coyotes? That could be. The Indian. Mm. What's the shape shifter? The Indians. What's that? The Wendigo or something? Something like that. Something like that. Skinwalker. I mean, it's not unheard of. Skinwalker. Yeah, it's not unheard of. Right. <laughs> All right. Back to this uh, thought thought process. Uh, <laughs> why why are toddlers uh, so scared to go to sleep? I think it's because this. Hold on. <laughs> this wasn't even part of my. <laughs> I'll ask you though. Anyways, fuck it. Why? Uh, why are toddlers so scared to go to sleep? I think it's because they're so close to the veil. It's like those mm. those kids when you when you. Are we still talking about the same thing? <laughs> is, this, is this a different? Is this like part two? <laughs> no, it's the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think. I think it's one of those things though. You ever see a baby that looks up in the corner, or a dog that looks up, and you're like. What the heck's it looking at? You know what I mean? I think you're right about it. Hey, look, I got a I got a five month old and she has I think I was telling Alex about this. She has like awareness in her eyes. Like she knows the secrets to the planet, but she's just doesn't know how to express it to me yet. 
And then by the time she learns how to speak, she's done forgot it because she's too far from the veil. Or the reincarnation thing like we talked about on the first episode that I was on with you fellas. Right. It could be. It could be. All right, uh, dude, every fight that ever happens is because of girls. Am I right? (laughs) Dude, those milk stouts are catching up to you, aren't they, bro? Yeah, right? Tell us what's actually going on in your life, Mike. (laughs) Every fight. Listen, I've been in more bar fights than I can count. Uh, I'm not proud of the fact, but I am proud that I've won most of those fights. Nice. Nice. Yes. Well, when they trained you, when they train you to to murder people with your hands, you should be able to win a fucking bar fight. <laughs> Anyways, every one of those bar fights was because of a woman. I know you guys are just nodding your heads, but it's fucking truth. <laughs> no, I'm well, thinking of myself. It's one of these things. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like, well, maybe that's what that maybe that's your chaos factor. That is, it wasn't even me reason. though. Like, just keep yeah. living be, your truth, Mike. Just keep it would living be your other truth. guys. It'd be like my my buddies and stuff that I would like jump into the fight with them after it already got started. But the reason that the fight would start at the bar was because has a fight ever started at a bar not because of a girl? One of them was Very, because my guy, my friend was peeing on some dude's wheel of his car. That's not in the bar, though. That was right next to the bar. And he was drunk and peeing on the wheel. That's stupid. Well, yeah. I mean, but... that All right, so... I have to say, like, bar fights? Yeah. I yeah. feel like... Like, two people fighting over another person would be... I want to. All right, I'm, I know you're the king of percentages, Mike, but I'm gonna yes. throw one out. I okay. want to say, uh, like, probably people fighting over another person is probably at least like, I don't know, seventy four and a half percent of bar fights. Because I'm sitting here going, you know what? Every time I've seen a bar fight, it's usually like, did you just touch my girl? Boom. And then it starts. Or I think it's way are, higher than that. I think it's like more like ninety eight percent. But so I was given like twenty five percent to like dumbasses who guys that just stumble into another guy and just spills a drink or like Sometimes, piss on a dude's tire or piss on a dude's oh, tire. Yeah, I'll or, tell you who that was. Too. <laughs> yeah, or like I had a buddy that sunflowered a bar and basically got vomit on uh, some other What's guy. That? What's was, sunflowering? <laughs> so sunflowering is what where is you that? Have, and so it's basically where you drink way too much. And then what happened was we all did a shot and he tried to stop himself from violently throwing up at the in the moment and he covered his face but the puke was still coming at the same time so it just spewed <laughs> in like a pinwheel of vomit and it just hit everyone in the vicinity in the middle of this bar right and then he was so embarrassed about it that he ran off right and it hit a guy <laughs> That was standing three feet from him and just like, I mean, just layered him from like khaki cuff length on the bottom all the way up to the top of his polo because he was a frat dude and was not happy. And he was looking to fight my friend, but he just sees all of us there goes, hey, 
was that your friend? I was like, yeah. He goes, and he just looked at me, and I like, I guess he also see like, kind of like looked at the rest of us. Was like, I can't take them all on. And he goes, well, your friend sucks. And then turned around. <laughs> and we're all just like, yeah, no, we know. <laughs> we watched it happen too, man. Yeah, that's so yeah, because. Cause you just can't get it out see and then at that point that guy has to mentally think about something else to change his emotions <laughs> so that he's not so pissed off at your friend and doesn't get into a fight with five other guys that he's not going to win right right exactly. he's got to calm himself down because he's like i don't have all my bros with me that's to go right. against all these bros so but that's, that's what right. i'm saying like 25 percent, because there's dumb activities that happen do you guys think that yoga is like a gateway to another dimension? Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> I think def- if you do hot yoga and you don't eat or drink anything for a couple days, maybe. I saw a video of a girl who was in another dimension while doing yoga. Does that count? Well, Alistair Crowley was talking about left-hand magic. Alistair Crowley was real into yoga and also anal sex, two of his favorite activities. The reason I bring that up is because they talk, people talk about altered states of consciousness um, and how that relates to our reality. So when we're talking about mind of, that's not why I brought it up, but <laughs> it does tie in. If we're talking, if we're talking about, <laughs> if we're talking about like the mind over matter thing and how much we can control of our life based on our thoughts, um, then I think that I think that there's something to be said for how does an altered. So if I'm smoking DMT, for instance. And I go see the the gnomes and all that stuff. A, is that my reality? And B, how much am I... I mean, from all, I haven't done it, but from all the stories I hear, you lose complete control. You're just a part of this other world, right? So <clears throat> first of all, like, like, I guess that's my question, is like alternate realities, alternate dimensions based on altered states of consciousness. Um, is that mind over matter? Like, am I, can I control those experiences? Because if you say that you can control your body or you can control your emotions, it doesn't account for those different states where you feel like you lose control. And to me, then that means that there's a greater reality in all of this that we don't see because, because you can have those experiences. I think there's a far greater reality that we don't see. And I think that once we're in that reality, we can control our presence in that reality but it doesn't mean that we're also controlling our presence in this reality. Maybe it's split. Maybe it's divergent. You're now in a diverged reality where you're controlling your mentality of that reality. But when your personality of this reality is in this divergity of this morality, then the pedality is gone in the morality. Or do you think that alternative reality that you go to is more just like 
the collective thought? So Deepak, I can't say this guy's name after three milk thistles here. Deepak, Deepak Chopra. Chopra. Yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah, he yeah. thinks that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you. <laughs> he thinks that all crea- all reality is a, is this basically in God's mind. I mean, he didn't say those exact words, but that's what he's getting at. Like, he thinks that it's this collective consciousness thing and that our mental state is the illusion. And I think to that's that's your point. Like, we have the illusion of consciousness. We have the illusion that we have control. But to me, I go back to Descartes or whatever his name is. I think, therefore, I am. Right? Like, I can control, at least to my own knowledge, my thoughts I can, you know, uh, that's one thing that I can control. And so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we are all in this giant collective consciousness that is God. Maybe I have this illusion of control. Maybe I have this illusion of reality. But I don't think there's any way to prove that, yes or no. And I think that all of life points to the fact that I can control certain things, but not everything. So does that mean that you don't have free will? I don't think that we have free will at all. I don't don't think... I don't think that we have free will either because of what we were talking about last week with uh, time slips, Mm. right? Because Alex and I were talking about how, like, I brought up a couple of examples, how a kid who's five years old sees him at 17, himself at 17, and then at 17, all of a sudden he sees himself at five. And he wouldn't have been in that situation if, like, one of a billion different things would have changed that would have changed the the timeline of him be getting to that situation to where he saw himself in the future. Yeah. I mean, you don't control where you were born. You don't control how you were raised. You don't, I mean, there's so much of your, and that's just the physical world. I I think also that there's a spiritual aspect to it, like what you're talking about. And especially if there's things like reincarnation and, and, you know, these, all these things, I think, go ahead. No, you just cut out for a minute there. It was like, oh, okay. Did it come back? Yeah, it was dead. Nothing I had to say was important (laughs) anyway. All right, one of the other things that I was thinking about when I was thinking about how you can control things with your mind, and I'm talking about like physically now, is when I was in the military and we were in, I was in sniper training, and I was learning how to murder people. And one of the things that we had to learn was how to not hiccup. And a lot of people can't control their hiccups. I can't control them still to this day if I've been drinking. But if I'm not drinking and I get the hiccups, I can mentally, and I learned this in the military, I can mentally stop my hiccups instantly so that they no longer happen. And I can also do it with headaches if I don't have any kind of alcohol or anything like that in my system. That's another thing where I can just mentally like turn off a headache. The same thing with the hiccups, which is, and I try and explain that to people and explain like how I do it, but it's not, uh, other people just don't get it. And it's, it's really, it's hard for me to even explain. It's just like, I just mentally focus on not doing that or not feeling that headache. Yeah. And then it's gone. And and I can't even explain it. I was gonna say it's it's a lot like the monk thing I was talking about. Like 
you're you're going through an experience and you've learned how to use your brain power i guess for lack of a better word to like adjust your being and surrounding surrounding but yourself as oneself going like i'm not going to feel this it's like if you go into a trance to like i don't know stick your hand in freezing water and then like trying to block it out even though your hand's freezing um like i i I wish i knew how to stop hiccups because i hate them but i feel like I, i never did anything mental it was always like I did breathing exercises because I, I know like hiccups are like a spasm of your diaphragm. So I would try to like loosen up my diaphragm. <laughs> but I'd never thought to like sit there and go tell myself not to hiccup. It's like at this point now, I don't even have to think about it. Like I, I like I hiccup one time and I'll just it's like a it's almost like a mental switch like a like a light switch in a house and i just mentally picture that switch and i'm like bloop off right and i stop hiccuping the same thing with heck with a headache if i have a headache just a if it's just like a normal headache it's not like a severe migraine for because i have like brain cancer or something right then i can just like it's it's almost the same like i almost mentally picture a light switch and I'm and it says like headache above it, and I'm like bloop, and I turn it off, and it's and it's it, it's gone. It's really mm. funny that you mentioned that about a mental picture, um, because for a while I was real into uh, golf, um, and I was real into like sports psychology, and when they said that when Tiger Woods was playing at his best. He would get hypnotized. He was going to a sports psychologist, but they said he would get hypnotized by his caddy. And if you go in, uh, you can go and see, like they had clips of it, where the caddy, he would look at him, he would take two deep breaths, and the caddy would blink slowly twice, and that would hypnotize him. But I said that to say, when he was putting at his best and doing all that stuff, he was doing, and Jack Nicholas did it too, putting through the picture. You, you have these mental images of something that you're going to do, and you see it in your mind, and you do it. And it's a technique that's used in a lot of psychology stuff. And I've heard of, like, even people with, like, emotional issues and stuff like that, they'll picture, like, this box and all their negative feelings and emotions. They mentally see them going in this box, and it helps them control, you know, it helps them control it. One more thing with that, my uncle, and because I went down to Corbin, one time and there was a big sign that said control smoking stop smoking with um with um what do they call it hypnotism and i was making fun of it on facebook this was probably 15 years ago and one of my cousins from down there was like hey your uncle actually quit smoking because of hypnotism so there's something like that's what i'm saying like and that's why i think this subject is so interesting because as much as i want to say like you know, your brain, you can only control so much. There are examples like what we're talking about where clearly your brain, like you just said, your brain is doing something to affect your body like that. And I don't know that we know how it all connects. Right. Yeah. I had this guy who was kind of like a mentor to me when I was growing up. His name was Danny. And uh, exactly what you were talking about with like the mental lockbox. And he'd say, you would have, he would, he'd basically, what he did was he gave me 
a metal, like a solid metal lockbox, and it had like a like a combination lock on it. And he said, "This is your actual lockbox. You put whatever you want in it, but this is your lockbox in this reality. And you also have a lock spo- lockbox in your head. And when you have things that try to attack you in your brain." You put them inside of this lockbox and you lock them away and you send them off and they won't be able to do that anymore. And, you know, it always helped me. This guy had a whole history. When he was like five years old, his mom and dad were like the the keepers at this hotel in uh, like Colorado somewhere. And then, like, apparently some, like, crazy-ass haunting shit happened at the hotel and ended up burning down, and his dad died. Isn't this the story? F- like, isn't <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Is this The Shining? Is that what it's, this is? Yeah, it's The Shining. Like. There was okay. this room. What was it? Like, room 56 or something? What was the room number? Room, room 217. Yeah, 217. Yeah, damn. I, I'm sitting there going, like, why does this sound so damn familiar? Like, and he yeah, said, he said what he said what I had was called the Shining. Every story I every story I tell on this podcast is hundred percent correct and true. And people don't <laughs> you don't realize this yet, right? Anyways, some people think that uh, Room Two Seventeen or whatever means that Stanley Kubrick helped direct the moon landing. I'm just going to leave that here. That's not room two. That has nothing to do with room tab 217. 217 was in a book. That's what I heard. Stanley Kubrick has a lot to do with uh, the moon landing. The fake moon landing. That's true. But he also directed the movie The Shining, which is far different, actually, than the book. I just recently read the book, which is why that's all fresh. And then I also recently read uh, Dr. Sleep. I did too. Which is still fresh in my brain. Nice. Anyways, uh, so control your headaches and and hiccups. Uh, Did you know that the average IQ of children has dropped 20 points in the last year? Fluoride. It's not fluoride. It's not fluoride. Little fluoride. The average the average IQ for grade school students was around a hundred. As of like two years ago, year and a half ago, the Department of Education just did a study that just came out last week that said the average IQ now of grade school students is eighty, huh. which two years ago was classified as legally retarded. I was going to say, in that Forrest Gump, wasn't his around that? But yeah. his was 60. Oh, okay. Um, Never mind. Never mind. Which, <laughs> the reason I say that is to say this. I just wanted to say that because Michael says that a lot. <laughs> what? Oh, dude, that's my, that's my quintessential line, dude. That's my line. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that so I can say this. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I got to keep things straight in my mind. I got so much going on. I don't know. 
But I said that to say. <laughs> yeah. But I so I said that to say that we need to uh we need to better educate our children. Uh <laughs> Oh, for sure. But don't you think, though, that a part of that is because they ha- – I mean, I get what you're saying, but don't you think that part of that is because the more that you're learning at younger ages, the more your your brain has the ability to grow, and it helps you connect? Because isn't an IQ – sorry. Isn't an IQ just, like, the ability to, like, problem-solve? So the more problems that you come against at a young age, wouldn't that mean that your IQ is naturally higher? And so if you're out of school for that long with, like, COVID and stuff, I think that that probably played a part in it. Uh, Had a huge part in it. Yeah. And uh, none of that, that was, like, on a totally different topic on here that I just brought in because I just said that to say this. I want to say that. I want to say, I just said that to say this, but I couldn't think of anything to say after that off the top of my head real quick to tie it all in. But this is all tied in because it's all mental. This is all part of the brain. Right. And it's all mentally connected to what's going on in reality. Honestly, I want to, I want to, hold on. Honestly, I think that everything in the whole world that is that we perceive as reality is all our mental construct of what were is our perception of what's going on. None of none of this is reality. It's all fiction. I think it's all fiction. I am a fictional character in a podcast that is a fictional podcast, fictional comedy podcast, and the United States, which is a fictional country because it's not a real country, which isn't a fictional world, which isn't a fictional universe because the whole fucking reality, all of it, the entire compass of the law isn't even real. It's all made up by men. We created all of this with our thoughts and our words and putting things in the language and just assigning names to shit that we don't really understand. But when we come down to like the basis to the to the to the bones of everything we don't really know it's just what we assign a name so we assign a name to something now we think that we know it we have the perception of knowledge but it's not really knowledge it's just what we think it is but in reality the real reality it could be something completely different, and we have no fucking clue because we can't even comprehend it. Are you trying to get crazy with this thing? Don't you know I'm local?
think I'm thinking it's all over when I go out drinking. Oh, making my mind slow. That's why I don't fuck with the big four. Oh, bro, I got to maintain. Cause a nigga like me is going insane. That's linguistics, right? It's the idea that we, our words construct our reality. And I think there is, there is something to that. I mean, everything that I say, like you just said, it has no real meaning, right? So then how much do my words construct my thoughts or do my thoughts construct my words? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so here's a little odd thing. Do you know there's people out there that don't think they don't have a verb, uh, a mental voice? Did you know that? There's people Just that found think out it, about this the other day. Isn't that the weirdest thing ever? Right? Do you, so, do you have a mental voice, Alex? Oh, dude, yeah. I wish I could shut it off sometimes. Like yeah. it's the opposite. Like I've got two peoples in there. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I'm like, like I'm constantly having conversations with myself, and like the i the idea of someone just walking around and just absorbing what we perceive as reality and reacting to it and i'm go like well how do you know how to react to it because i've always had like to this day i had someone the other day tell me this you're one of those guys that thinks about what they say 
And I'm like, yeah, because I have a thought process. But every time someone says that now, I go, oh, you just react. And I'm like, how do you process it either that quick or like, I can't even wrap my brain around of like thinking and then reacting without thinking because it's like, I always think there, I think therefore I am kind of thing. Right. It's just, I am. So I think is like for them. Whoa. That purple haze is delicious. Oh, I told you. Yeah. I had that at swamp water grill. It was delicious. I I just bit into it and it was like, (laughs) oh, okay. Nice. Have you never had purple haze before? Have we never had purple haze? I on think we, before? I think we did it on the podcast, but I completely forgot. And I just drank three of these mm-hmm. milk stouts, and then drinking a purple haze after that, it's like a whole new just <laughs> explosion <laughs> of flavor. In my now, Mike, that's just your perception. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, purple haze is the tits. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and to Alex's point, dude, like. That entire rant that I just went on, I didn't even think about at all before yeah. I started. I just opened my mouth and it all just started coming out. So, do you not have a inner dialogue, or do you just go? I do have. It depends because yeah, okay. when I've been drinking for a while, my inner dialogue <laughs> is gone. I agree. Like yeah, that's that yeah, guy yeah. is locked up in a corner somewhere he's duct taped <laughs> with his yeah. mouth shut he's got handcuffs on and he's getting beaten by like five mexican guys right now as we speak yeah but if i'm sober that guy controls everything that i say right and right that's now, right now he's getting beat to death i don't know what to say about <laughs> it i don't know what to say about it yeah i uh no, I that, honestly that's <laughs> uh, that's I feel like that's why some people drink uh, is they go, hey, you've been talking too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And not, then, not so, to advocate drinking, but yeah, uh, which is why which is why I always say that the Mike Odenbeck <laughs> that is the host of Soberless Thoughts is a fictional character. Right, because I'm just completely reacting. If I'm drinking, I'm completely reacting and just saying shit. I'm just opening my mouth and saying whatever the first thing is that comes out of my mouth. I'm not right. thinking about it normally. I'm not. I'm not saying anything that I've previously thought about. I'm just right. letting it fucking fly. But wouldn't you say though that that it? So like, and this is my question to both of you because I th- I think about this myself. Who is the real you then at that point? Is it the person at work? Or is it the person here right now doing this? Right? It's probably this guy right now. I know that. Mexican guys downstairs with my real self, with my work self, tied up in a corner, getting beat to death. But you spend the most. I just got to stop him before they behead him. Yeah. (laughs) And cut his chest open and start eating his heart on TikTok. But you you both spend the majority of time, though, at work, right? Oh, right. Yeah, so then, so so then, but th- then we're saying philosophically that who you are is not dependent on who you are the majority of the time. It's some other something that's inside of you, which to me, it just is a weird concept. It's not even that though, because like we record these one night a week for like an hour to two hours at a time, and then the whole rest of our life—I don't know about you, Alex—but the whole rest of my life, I have. I'm in Clark Kent mode, right? Right <laughs> no, now uh, I'm in Superman mode. But right, 
the rest of the time I'm in Clark Kent mode. I've got I, I will, my glasses on and I'm docile. I will agree with you on the level of the older I get, the more true that is. It it's this is a window into who I used to be sometimes. Um it's not like I'm not a dad, I'm not a married man, I'm just a dude with some stupid thoughts and I just want to say them out loud. Yeah, yeah. Because man. you can't just go around and just going like, "Hey, you ever wonder if walruses, like, and you know, like random strangers <laughs> be like, what? You'd be like, uh, never mind, man. Uh, yeah. Like, and if then I tell I people got, I'm work, on the other end of the mic and I'm like, yes, I think about that all the fucking time. <laughs> right, right, yeah, dude. I'm telling you, walrus whiskers are the thickest whiskers on the earth, and then like you just go <laughs> with it. I wish right? we had them. I wish I had them. <laughs> I don't know. You never see my aunt Ida. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> But that, it bothers me, though, because all of us want to be who we really are all the time, right? Yeah. But those people that are truly who they are all the time are ostracized. They're your, you know, they can't hold a job down. You know what I mean? Like, you have to hide so much of who you are the majority of your life. And so, right you know, you know how why. does that influence your reality? You're, you're, you're exactly right, dude. There's a whole 12-step programs to get you out of who you really are. See, I was actually going to go the route. I have met some homeless people who are exactly who they really are. Right. And I, I've always had this weird secret, like, idea of homeless people being freer than the rest of us. They are. No, yeah. I completely agree. It's just like The Walking Dead. Why do you think the heck the, that Walking Dead show was so popular? Because everybody hates their fucking life. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's the thing. They want all their work to go away. They want all their obligations to go away. They want to be free to be the quote-unquote, well, whatever they are, the animal they really are. They want to just kill somebody with no repercussions. They want right. true honor. They want, you know what I mean? Like, you're, I, and I think that we're all the same. We all evolved or whatever from these basic core principles. And I think that... The, the true self, no matter how much the world wants to say that that's not good and that's not true and that's not whatever, we all know this inherent truth. And so I don't know. Sorry, I'm f- I the milk's getting a hold of me here, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I think uh, there's things that uh, there's things about my life that the Superman in me needs the Clark Kent to be around the majority of the time okay i need to be a father i need to be a role model for my children i need to be a good husband all those things are things that i need to be and that i also want to be right right? but there needs to be some kind of a release to let superman come out and play for a minute Okay, I need to let my laser eyes fly. I need to freeze something with my breath for a minute. And I need to pick up a tractor and throw it across the field. Just for one night of the week. Which is why I get I get so... Uh, I'll uh, in the phone booth. No, 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 no. Like, like... Aroused. Yes, I get so erect to the... <laughs> to my podcast here no like i just i just i feel i feel like this this sense of ownership that i'm like 
when people try and tell me like, hey, you shouldn't say this or you shouldn't do that on your on your Soberless Thoughts podcast because so-and-so might be listening to it, I'm like, right. well, fuck that person. I don't care. This is my release. This is where I get to step back from... I get to take off my glasses. I get to just go fucking nuts on whatever the fuck I want to do and just release all the inner demons into this microphone and just let it fucking breathe out and then for a week I can just be normal until Monday night comes around again and I can fucking explode again how this relates to this podcast in this episode I don't fucking know it definitely does it definitely does Alex go ahead Oh, I was going to say, now, do you think you could control that? Yeah, I do. Every yeah. Monday night. <laughs> Good answer. Listen to the podcast every Monday night. No. Uh, when, I, when I limit myself to only a couple beers instead of a couple dozen beers. Right. Now, that's, uh, that's a key point of this process. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We all just want to keep going. We want to make podcasts all night long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the good old days when we first started. Uh, <laughs> we used to do three in a day, and I look back. It, we, I'd be there for six hours at his house. and But, man, we churned out content. But, my God, I don't know how we did it. We've done some where, like, he, like I'd spend the night or you know, I'd be at his house or he'd be at, like, my apartment or whatever, and, like, we'd try to crank out. But, man past three it just yeah. gets rough when you're got a drinking podcast because it's like we've drank <laughs> this we drank that we drink this and in between those drinks we're still drinking so <laughs> if you go back and listen there's a couple episodes where me and him both are like the first the first year of podcast you can definitely pick out which ones were like the third or fourth ones that we recorded <laughs> that night yeah because right from the very opening of the podcast we're like slurring every fucking word that we say yeah, we're like, like, like when did we get this lisp it's just here's what I think about all the time you always pick the best attributes and the characteristics of yourself as who you really are but I would say and probably everyone else around you would say that who you are the majority of the time is who you really are. And so going back to what we just said before, like we want to believe that who we are is this right here. But I would probably say in reality that we're truly that weird guy. You know what I mean? Clark Kent or whatever. You know? I think, that, I think we're I all of it at that. the same time. Yeah, I think right. we're all of it at the same time. You're right. Because Superman was Superman was Clark Kent and Superman, but really he was fucking Cal El the entire fucking time. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? And that and that's and that's who I am now, dude. I'm always Cal El, but I got I got Clark Kent on this end and I got Superman on that end. But it's all the same. Inside my head, it's all the same. I'm having the same thoughts. I'm having the same perception of reality it's all the same no matter what's going on whether i'm drinking whether i'm sober whether i'm at work whether i'm at home with the family i'm still thinking the same things and i'm still having the same thought process i disagree with that i don't think that at work you're having the same thought process as you do 
I think you would react much differently at work than you would in your normal life to certain situations because you're looking at it through the lens of I'm at work. No, I'm at work by myself, dude. I mean, I work by myself. Like, and that's the beauty of, and that's why I fucking love my job. My, my wife texted me today and said, how's work going? And I said, work is, what did I say? Hold on, hold on. I got to, hold on. Well, all right. Why How do you feel about that, Alex? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to say that I loved your, I loved your rendition of the analogy. I love that you went to Kal-El on like it it brought me so much joy in my life that i was like wow we're going full-fledged superman <laughs> lore here okay so cal no 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 i do like all right there is a aspect that i kind of like it's almost like i don't know it, it's it's hard to uh so like yeah i get the cal thing it's like who you were like the basis of who you are as a person right that's always gonna be there but then there's like the weight of responsibility that makes you act a certain way because if there was no like need to make money or do this or that your true self would be available for everyone right because like yeah i like my jobs like oh my god working in customer service as a bartender like i can't say always what i really want to say i go yes ma'am i'll be right back with that fried rice and i and just tinker off and then I go get the shit but there's times where people are talking to me and I just want to go hey could you do me a favor and uh, just shut the fuck up and let me go get this thing you have been talking to me for 20 minutes about like uh, the last big time this ever happened but like some lady was talking to me about how teachers need to uh, learn how to work a 401k and not live off pensions this lady talked my ear off for fucking 30 minutes and I'm like can you please shut the fuck up so I can go get your soup it's been sitting in the window for 15 minutes and now you're gonna bitch at me that it's cold because you're talking my shit off right that would be the real me but I can't say that I go hey can you give me a second I just I need to go check on some things no no I get it they need to be yeah whatever with the teachers I don't care I've not been paying attention to any of this right uh but that's just kind of like the, the, you know how it is but then like so it's like you i don't know it's it's almost like you professionally and you on an everyday basis it's now, the construct of how you see yourself right and i i feel like that's one thing like i haven't done it in a while but like doing stand up that's why one reason i always like doing stand up it is very freeing and you get to be more of your own person on stage and there's a little bit of a well like for me it's a, it's i don't know it's weird it's about control because like you're in control that's what's nice about it so if like you had a job where you have no control well oh shit it's just like uh you know we always hear those fortune 500 companies where these like a aggressive like you know dudes that aren't have yachts and all this shit and they make the biggest decisions of these companies that either make or break billions and they're like the most alpha dudes you've ever met will go into a dominatrix and ask them to like hey beat the shit on me and crush my crush my nuts with a pair of heels and it's because like they don't have that and that's who they really are but they had to evolve to become the alpha male kind of person to me, that goes into the free will thing, right? right? Like, how much free will do you have, or are you just a product of your surroundings? 
Mm, true. You know, it's funny you say that. I remember, like, all right, I follow way too many people that talk about business and the, like, upscale of, like, um, I don't know how to put it, like, basically, like, all these entrepreneurs that always, like, vibe with saying that if you want to succeed, surround yourself with successful people. Yeah. So it's kind of like the product of, it, of the environment, like, you know, Mike Romero was talking about. But did you find what you were talking about, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. She said, she said, how's work going? I said, well, yeah. when you love your job as much as I do, work ain't nothing but a thing. Right. And the, and the reason I say that is because, dude, I work and a lot of, I know Michael has to work like around people when he has to be like very business at his work and I know that you work around people and you have to be very business at your work too right. but like when when I'm at work I'm by myself the whole the entire time right like unless I want to be social and interact with people then I can but if I don't want to I don't have to I can just be completely by myself all day I can put fucking headphones on and just ignore the fucking world all right. day if I want to so it's just it's just a and, and I I love my job because I love that aspect of my job. Right. And and I I it's the first job I've ever had where I didn't have to be social with anybody else the entire time that I'm working. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't have coworkers, I didn't have any kind of any any peers at work or anything like that i'm just by myself and i can be by myself and i can have just get lost in my own thoughts on whatever the fuck i want to think about that day if i want to think about how thick walrus whiskers are that day then by (laughs) god i will fucking think about how thick walrus whiskers are that day and how jealous i am of michael's and ida because that's all I want to think about that day. And if that's right. what I want to think about, I'll think about that. And it, But mostly I think about like this podcast and shit like that. And, and that's another reason why I love my job. Because I can just mentally construct an entire episode of this podcast while I'm at work. And maybe I'll have to go re-deliver two or three packages that I put at the wrong house because I was I wasn't thinking about it at the time. And Willow yeah. sounded like Wilbur in my mind when I was delivering it, and I was actually on Wilbur, and I was supposed to be on Willow or whatever the fuck. Right. You know? But that that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting at with what I was talking about with work is is my work is kind of unique in the fact that I don't have to worry about anybody else and what anybody else thinks about what I'm thinking and what I'm doing at the time that I'm working. And I have complete control over that. As long as I get everything done during the day when I'm supposed to get it done, nobody gives a shit what the fuck I do. Right. And I show up late as fuck to work or I show up early to work. Nobody cares. As long as I get my shit done. Right. Nobody talks to me. If I don't want nobody to talk to me, I'll just blare the music in my truck while I'm sorting through it. Nobody will come in there. They know not to come in there when I got my music on. And I'm on my own. 
and I can do whatever the fuck I want. And right. I can be Superman all fucking day if I want to be. <laughs> yeah. When I, well, when I was at True Green, they used to, well, I name drop, but I don't care. When I was at True Green, they used to do this thing where <clears throat> guys would like, if you didn't have a bathroom close to you, they'd be in a subdivision and just open the door and just like pee inside the door. And I always thought that was weird. I never did it. But people pee do that. out the door? I'm telling you, they would have their door like clocked open and just pee like that. Yeah, pee right outside the door. Yeah, but like you're in a subdivision. Old Nancy could be watching you from the corner. You know what I mean? You don't. Yeah, know. but it's shattered. They can't see. I don't know. You know, somebody drove my truck over the weekend because I'm off on the weekend. Somebody drove my truck over the weekend, and and we record these on Monday. Monday is my first day back after the weekend, and I just happened to have a long weekend last weekend. It was like a three day weekend for me, and. I went to go refill my windshield wiper fluid with the bottle that I had in my truck that I had bought with my own money. And whoever drove my fucking truck over the weekend pissed in the fucking windshield wiper fluid. I was so pissed this morning. In the fluid? In the fluid? In the fluid. What a savage, dude. At least go out and pour some in the thing. They, they, pissed, it in, they pissed into the bottle of windshield wiper fluid. Could you still use it? No, I didn't use it's it. It's just ammonia. They say it's good for it. No, man. I dumped it out. I bet that ice would melt like real quick with that, with that stuff. Dude, I, it looked discolored because <laughs> it was blue originally. It looked discolored. And I'm like, there's oh. like, what the fuck is wrong with this? So I pulled it out and I <laughs> took the lid off of it and I sniffed it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, okay. This is. Somebody pissed in this. I don't know, Mike. I just wonder, with what you're talking about, I think we all want to have the freedom. But sometimes I think it's good to force yourself, like to have to be, nobody wants to change. I don't know. I, I, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to change out of my own volition. Right? And so, like, for me... I got a new job recently and it's been a lot more pressure than I've ever had to deal with. And it sucks, but at the same time, the stress or whatever that's been put on me to be who I would consider not myself has changed who I do consider to be myself for the better. And so I wonder like, is that one of those things that we're talking about where it's like, is that predestination or is that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, do those things that come into your life? I don't necessarily, I guess what I'm saying is I don't necessarily think that everything that happens is a bad thing. And maybe to this podcast episode, that's just the narrative that I tell myself, you know, but I do think that there's something to be said for putting yourselves in those uncomfortable situations that cause you to grow. And I don't know. That's that's neither here nor there. I just thought about I it. I feel like I feel like I feel like, dude. That the reason I have the job that I have because I do have a one thirty four IQ, and I could I could I was gonna bring them. I could be a I'm a genius, and I could be like a, you know a number of any things. I could be a, a neural science, neuroscientist if I just you're a surgeon. If I just didn't drink, no, a neuroscientist. I'm just going to do scientific studies on neuro, 
yeah n- on the neurology if i didn't drink it i could say words correctly anyways <laughs> <laughs> my point being i have the job that i have because i wanted a job that i could do that required almost zero mental effort so that I could use all of my mental capabilities on things that I wanted to focus that on, which wasn't my work, which wasn't my job. I've never had a job that I wanted to focus on. And I've had jobs before that were like, okay, I got to, I got to, I got to really think about this and I got to really think about that. And I got to really try and investigate things. Like I used to be in charge of the entire inventory of like a major corporation at one point in time. And that was fun because it was mentally stimulating. But at the same time, I didn't have any, I felt like I didn't have anything left mentally when I went home to do the things that I really wanted to do. What are the things that, what are the things that are important to you to to think about? Obviously this podcast is one because I have a follow-up question. So I'll ask you that first. Right. So being a father, being a uh, wife, (laughs) being a father and a wife. Yeah. You made a beautiful (laughs) bride. I'm, I'm gorgeous. (laughs) Anyways, being a father is one being a, the best husband that I can be is another. And I like to have some kind of creative outlet. If it's writing, if it's this podcast, those are the things that I really like to focus mentally on is my creative thought, which is why creative writing was like my major in college. Like that's what I thrive on. That's what I live on is being creative and writing. Have those things shaped you into who you are now, or are they continually, are they shaping you right now? I don't know, man. Uh, Zimbabwe is blowing up right now. That's what I hear, dude. I hear Zimbabwe. Alex, same question to you. Uh, could you repeat the question? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It might be a different circumstance for you. I guess what I'm saying is, are you getting shaped or challenged at work? Or do you have things outside of your work that you're passionate about that are shaping you that way? Uh, see, uh, I feel like all aspects of life shape you. That's good. So, because, like, yes, I, you know, there for a while I was doing stand up. This podcast is actually, it's actually helped me to deal with me not doing stand up because of COVID. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's given me the free will to, talk shit, make jokes, crack these things and be, you know, at least have some kind of connection to an audience because I like, I guess I'm like a performer. I like to perform. I've always, that's just something about me. It's just who, that's the part of me that I like it. Um, I've even had friends tell me that before. Like, you know, like if I could get two or three ghostwriters, I could perform whatever. Um, but then, um, you know, at work, it's definitely helped me to strap down the responsibility, the the responsibilities, but the things that I want to kind of hold and actually to also do the things I want to do. So it's like, obviously like, you know, I also 
you know, want to be a good husband, a father, uh, a wife, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but like it helps me to, it, it gives me some groundedness. It keeps me from my feet leaving the ground so I can still see where the landscape is because then it's like I have to. So, and I think about this constantly being this, just me being like, I constantly have this thought, how can I make more money? Now I know it's like the person trying to chase the almighty dollar, but it's not that it's me finding because in my head money equals freedom so it's like if i could find a way to make easier money or find ways to make money with less time i could dedicate more time to family uh you know being a husband being a father but also to the podcast and also to like you know taking the podcast to a level that i like i know it can be but it's just like we both have so much going on but all we need is time to achieve it that kind of thing right so it's like i don't know it's one of those things that i think they all kind of shape me into acting or doing and it's like all right well if i if i am better at work is that gonna have provisions that's gonna allow me to do these things or am i like you know or sometimes not like you know sometimes i've had jobs that you know, you get to a point where no matter how hard you work, nothing is recognized, nothing is done. So it's like you're either doing it for your own, like, your own morality of like, I'm doing it because it's what needs to be done. Or you're like, fuck it. I, why am I putting in more work than the next person? That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yep. I look at it like this. If, if I won the Powerball tomorrow. Yeah. What would I do with my life? Would I continue to do the job that I do? Or would I want to write? Would I want to do this podcast? Would I want right. to do this and that? And then I try to focus mostly on what I would be doing if I won the pot, if I won the Powerball right now in my life, even though I don't have that money. I don't have that luxury of not having to worry about the next paycheck. But I still want that happiness because I know if I had that money, that freedom to be able to just do whatever the fuck I wanted to do, then that's what I want to focus on. And that's what I'm going to do with my free time, with my thought process, which is why I have the job. I still get paid a good amount of money to do what I do, even though mentally it has absolutely zero stimulation to me and that way i can focus all of my brain power onto the things that make me happy and that's how i look at it michael what do you think what do you think about your career and your promotion and your your moving up in the world i will say this that my idea of it all has changed i will say that first of all I never expected to be I, in a, I don't want to it's not like I'm some highfalutin person trust me or anything like that but I, I mean I, I've gotten promoted more than I ever thought that I would and here's my thing the job that I have right now absolutely sucks if you don't I'm a nerd and I like doing what I do but like it's super stressful there are a lot of rules around it like I put in more time around it now than I probably would have and 
the where I was at before, I was at a spot where it's like I knew my job well. I was doing the nine to five thing, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, and I was hourly, so I could do overtime and all that. But I said all that to say, this job has challenged me in a way that I've never been challenged at work or anywhere before. And I, they're talking about stoicism. Here we go. We're going to talk about. Let's, let's circle it all together. You ready? Uh, I think it was Seneca said. I pity you. He was talking to his nephew. He said, I pity you because you've never faced a real challenge. And so no, I get cold chills saying this. You've never faced a real challenge. So no one will know what you're capable of, not even you. And I feel like the, despite the fact that I do get stressed and I do get worried about what I'm doing right now, and I do want to do a good job. And, you know, there's a lot more pressure on me now. It is bringing out a side of me that I've never through school, you know, you, you said, I don't know what my IQ is, but I, I'm, I would say it's all right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not dumb, but I never tried in school. I was one of those kids that I could cram the night before and get A's. You know what I mean? Like I've never had to try at anything in my whole life. I've always been okay with the status quo. And this job that I have right now, I don't know if it's my competitive nature. I don't know if it's because I don't have anything. Like, I don't have kids right now, you know? So maybe, and I'm 30 years old. I turned 30 this year. Maybe it's something where it's like, well, what are you going to do with your life? Maybe it's that. I don't know. But what I do know is this, is that the challenges that have come out of this job have for and I don't like change. I don't like a challenge. I don't like all that stuff. But it has forced me just against my own will to become a better person. And so, with all of that, I think that sometimes the things that happen in life that are negative, and again, it's all of this. What is the narrative that you're telling yourself? So I can look at it and say like, "Oh, my job is hard. My job is stressful. My job sucks." Or I can look at it and see, I am more responsible right now than I have ever been in my entire life. I am more of a leader now than I have ever been in my entire life. And with all of that, I can point to the job that whatever, I just kind of, if you've ever seen Michael Scott shaking that dude's hand, that meme, you know what I'm talking about when he's young? Like that's how I feel about my whole life. You know, I'm just the guy that just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I just randomly, stuff happens to me, you know? But I think that even... The things that someone could see as negative or stressful or whatever, you can make anything that happens to you for your betterment. And to leave you with a scripture, <laughs> to leave you with a scripture, all things work together for the good of them that love him. And I do, th- and that's the narrative that I tell myself, but I've seen that happen in my life. And it seems like surely goodness and mercy have followed me all the day. I'm three milk thistles deep. Surely goodness and mercy have followed me all the days of my life. And I can honestly say that. My watch Alex, is coming I, off. Alex, I feel like uh, every time we have Michael on here, it's like we're just sitting down with our therapist. And, I know. Uh, <laughs> we're opening up. This, no, we're it's opening good for up. us. It's really good for us. Honest to God, like, I feel like I got to know you guys in a very deeper level today. I swear, I love hearing all that stuff. I like getting to know you. I Seriously, I do. <laughs> Yeah, back at you. Uh, milk thistle. I'll be thinking about that for a while. Uh, <laughs> Nitro thistle. Yeah, I, that one resonated in my brain. I was like, milk 
thistle. Milk thistle? Milk thistle. I said it probably 30 times before I said it just then. I was like, God damn it. Milk thistle. I was thinking like Game of Thrones and everything else. I'm like, yeah, no. It's always it's always great having you on here. Well, I will say this. I love the philosophy ones because seriously, I like it's all obscure stuff that nobody can prove and it's just every like you know what i mean like and you guys all think about stuff like i do so to me the philosophy ones are are the most fun right michael uh before we get out of here where we can find you besides the the uh celestial mystery hour but we do check it out um so we are Last last week, I literally put us on every podcast app known to man. But what I will say is this: if you go to Spotify and looked and and listen to us there, you can send us like nice little like video messages, and I'm gonna start posting them on there. If people don't post on there, I'm gonna act like they did and post like something funny. So either way, we'll be all right. But yeah, give us a listen, man. We're all right. <clears throat> Not as good as this one, but we're all right. So you can send video messages to people on spotify did i say video no audio i'm sorry audio audio messages yeah yeah audio shit yeah we need to start it's pretty slick it's pretty slick up our game audio messages on spotify Mm -hmm. alex yeah where can they find us on uh social media oh you can find us on all I mean, all the social medias, all the main ones, at least, at least uh, Facebook. It's Soberless Thoughts. Uh, Parlor. Also go to, huh? Par- Parlor. You're on Parlor still. Parlor. We're on Tumblr. Are you really on Parlor? Uh, awesome. Oh, no, okay. I'm, I'm oh, okay. digging oh, around. Okay. No, no. Uh, Truth.com. We're on, <laughs> we're on MySpace at uh, Soberless Thoughts. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wait. Uh, if if you still got AOL, our AOL <laughs> messenger is uh, serverless thoughts at AOL messenger. You've got mail. Uh, don't forget about hotmail. Uh, hotmail. <laughs> Yahoo chats on the serverless thoughts Yahoo yeah, chats uh, page. Yeah, uh, you can also direct us uh, from the Linux uh, if you have that kind of uh, computer program. Uh, hey, listen, the the second girlfriend, the second girlfriend I ever had in my life. I met on Yahoo Chats. Yahoo Chats. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what her uh, screen name was? Demon what? Kitty Six Six Six. I don't know why that didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> she was a winner. Really dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs> Wait, you know what's funny is I remember downloading some. And had, uh, do you remember chat rooms? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I remember downloading a program. You just go on chat rooms and talk. I remember doing that in, like, middle school and shit all the time. And it was like you had, like, a little icon, and it was in, like, literally, like, a table. that You just put it on there, and people, like, click on, like, hey, what's going on? Da, 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 da. It, essentially, it's what I feel like kids do today with uh, whatever the shit is where it's, like, they're video calling each other, and then it just um, flips to the next one. Isn't it called Omegle? Does that sound right? What is it? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was... Uh, I don't know. But I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Omegle? Oh, is that what you said? I, I think that's what it is. Omegle. Yeah, I'll see st- is that what it is? Omegle? Yeah, yeah. I think Omegle so. Yeah, I like, see it on Reddit. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's like... It's just... It's like a... God, we probably sound old as shit to anybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Like, you assholes, that's been around for like 10 years. Uh, 
<laughs> Which I think it has been, because I remember. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Go outside. Go out and look up uh, the Call Me Maybe chat roulette. Uh, thank you from the wife listening in the other room who's listening. But yeah, chat roulette Omegle. Yeah, there was a guy that did a uh, Call Me Maybe in chat roulette or Omegle. I can't remember what it was, but look it up on YouTube. And basically, he is dressed in drag essentially, but he's got like a beard, and he like. What he does is he's like the song's going on in the background. And all you see is like his butt or like <laughs> he's like or you see like him like, I don't know, in some kind of way where it looks like a girl. And then all of a sudden he puts his face in the thing and every yeah. single one of these is a dude with his shirt off or pants off more likely. And they're yeah. all like, yeah, this is some chick that's ready. Oh, my God, it's a dude. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like our like, calendar, Alex. <laughs> Dude, it's like three <laughs> minutes of hilariousness. Uh, Are you guys selling that calendar? Is that going to be on your merch store? <laughs> yeah, our calendar is going to be on on our merch page on uh, serverlessthoughts.com. Right. And don't forget to check out all our social medias at Instagram at serverlessthoughts because that's where we're going with this. I don't know where the fuck I got call me maybe. Hey, milk chocolate sell, lactose gets to you. Um, milk yeah, thistle. Man, that's thistle. not milk thistle, daddy. Oh, the, the, ah, damn, they fucking got the spine in me. Uh, milk thistle. All right, so Instagram, Soberless Thoughts. Don't forget Twitter, at Think Soberless. Uh, we also have Facebook, Soberless Thoughts. Uh, if you want to contact us directly, you can email us at soberlessthoughts at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or any ideas for podcasts, drinks, or anything you'd like to hear on the podcast. And we do read them. Believe me, we've actually read them on the podcast. Uh, you can find us on all of the podcatchers, but the main ones being Spotcast, Google Play, and iTunes. Uh, please, please like, share, and comment on all things Serverless Thoughts. Tell your friends, loved ones, if you're at a wedding, funeral, or baby shower, go, hey, have you heard these two assholes talk about some shit? Uh, you need to hear about it. By the way, happy birthday to your two-year-old. <laughs> That's right. I like to tell people to tell their worst enemy. Tell their arch rival. Be like, yeah. hey, 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 pal, hey, chief. Here's a podcast you might like. It's called yeah. Soberless Thoughts. And we're like, what the fuck is that, douche? And we're like, hey, fucking retard, I told you yeah. you need to listen to soberlessthoughts.com. Yeah. He's like, hey, fag, I told you not to tell me shit. And he's like, hey, you Damn. fucking cunt, I said soberless thoughts and he's like god damn it bitch i told you and then they get into a fight and then at the end of the day our cards are laying all over the floor because the one guy had a whole bunch of the business cards and they threw them out and and then their best friends listen to soberless thoughts that's right or you tell your arch rival hey don't listen to this you wouldn't you couldn't handle this shit and like bitch i can handle anything you throw at me yeah that's actually (laughs) how alex and i met each other was yeah. exactly that. Was exactly that scenario yeah. that we were just talking about. That was there. our first date. That was, our, that was the first episode on uh, Soberless Thought. Was, uh, you don't know how close that is. <laughs> <laughs> so when you find yourself in the skillet, you need to stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip on out. Y'all gon' make me go up
Then it's gonna be quick Alright, all your mates have been to jail before Suck my dick And all the motherfuckers you run with Get done with Dumb quick How the fuck you gonna poke the dog Or some bum shit Alright, they go to gun click Now one, one shit All over some dumb shit Ain't that some shit Hey niggas remind me of a strip club Cause every time you come around It's like what? I just gotta get my dick sucked And I don't know who the fuck You think you talking to But I'm not him I explain to watch what you do Or you gon' find yourself Very next to someone else And we all thought you loved yourself But that couldn't have been the issue Or maybe they just say you're Now cause they miss you Shit a nigga tried to diss you That's why you laying on your back Looking at the roof of the church Preacher telling the truth and it hurts Y'all gon' make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me act a fool Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me lose my cool Up in here, up in here Off the chain, I leave Off of the brain, this nigga still want the fame off the name. First of all, you ain't rap long enough to be fucking with me. You, you ain't strong enough. So, whatever it is you puffing on, I got you thinking that you Superman. I got the kryptonite. Should I smack him with my dick in the mic? Yeah, niggas, characters, not even good actors. What's gonna be the outcome? It's out of all the factors. You whack, you twisted, your girl's a hoe. You broke, the kid ain't yours, and everybody knows. Your own man say you stupid. You be like, so, I love my baby mother. I never let her go. I'm tired of weak ass niggas whining over foot that don't belong. Fuck is wrong with them? They fuck it up for real niggas like my man's in them Who get it all on the strip for the hands with them Man, y'all gon' make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me act a fool Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me lose my cool Up in here, up in here I bring down rings to heavy and curse the head No more talkers Put them in the dirt instead You keep up Unless you trying to end up red Cause if I end up fed I end up dead Cause you just soft type nigga Fake up north type nigga Push like a soft white nigga Dog is a dog Blood sticking in water We done been through the mud And we thinking the slaughter The bigger the order The more guns we want out When the finish Everybody come out When the body burn out Send in the sun out I'ma keep the gun out Nigga running his mouth I'ma blow his lung out Listen Your ass is about to be missing You know who gon' find you Some old man fishing Grandma wishing your soul's at rest But it's hard to digest with the size of the hole in your chest uh, Y'all gon' make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me act a fool Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me lose my cool Up in here, up in here One, two, meet me outside Meet me outside, meet me outside Now uh, uh, uh.
the baddest boy in the whole wide world.